Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Hey there, movie fans. Welcome to Collider Videos for your consideration. I say that slowly because we are, we are exhausted, we are bleary-eyed, we are excited. There has been so much going on in the world of award season. And here on Collider FYC, we are keeping track of all of it. Joining me as always, the amazing Perry Nemiroff, the mighty Jeff Snyder, we got so much to talk about, but first we're going to give a big shout out to our partner for season two of Collider FYC. That is Arc Light Cinemas. They are a partner in season two, and they have been amazing in championing and helping us set up these Collider FYC screenings that we've been doing at the Arc Light Cinemas in Hollywood, our happy place. But first, Let's get right to it, ladies and gentlemen. It was a very, very big weekend. Lots to talk about at some of these award shows, very big award shows that could affect the outcome of the Academy Awards, which take place on Sunday, February 9th. Let's get right to it with the Screen Actors Guild Awards, otherwise known as the SAG Awards. You know, really, when it comes down to it, the acting, individual acting awards, I think it's safe to say that, like, it's done. We're good. Uh, you're shrug- shrugging your shoulders, but we had uh, Joaquin Phoenix, lead actor, Renee Zellweger, lead actress, Brad Pitt, supporting actor, Laura Dern, supporting actress. Is it fair to say, uh, Jeff, I'm going to start with you because you're mm-hmm. shrugging your shoulders, that the uh, winners of the Oscars in these categories are now set? Yes, I, I do think so. I think if they've been locked for weeks, um, Renee and Joaquin have always sort of had it. I feel like, I mean, Marriage Story was was right there for both Adam and Scarlett, but I don't think either one really gets a showcase the way that Joker is or, or Judy is uh, for their respective actors. Um, I think, you know, with the Irishman, Pacino and Pesci, with them splitting a vote and splitting. Tom, you know, like, I really like Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and Tony Hopkins in, in The Two Popes, but, you know, Brad Pitt's just so cool and he's never won for, you know, being an actor. I think he's a really great actor. He's underrated on that. That front and then uh, so the only one that was up in the air for me was Laura Dern now that Jennifer Lopez isn't nominated I really don't think that there's any anyone else who can I just want to say I love that you, you've heard him as Tony Perkins <laughs> yeah. Tony Hopkins yeah, yeah. Tony Hopkins you know that's that's very cool you know that you're Sir a, Tony you know Sir, Sir Tony all right Perry you're shrugging your shoulders I gotta know why yeah it was just because like Duh. It wasn't because I think, you know, some crazy upset is going to happen. This is what I've been predicting for a long time now. Mm -hmm. We are both 100 percenters on on, uh, Gold Gold Derby. Derby. And, you know, it really just came down to the ensemble win, Mm -hmm. which was Parasite. And I didn't even think that was all that surprising. I definitely think that it was one of the top two choices there. And it just happened to work in Parasite's favor. But as far as the four acting categories at the Oscars go... Mm Yeah, it's pretty much a done deal. And if it wasn't a done deal, I think a lot of the speeches they gave that night probably solidified it because I think they all use their screen time especially well. So 
This is it. Okay, now, I, I don't think that it was a sure thing for Parasite to get the best acting ensemble. I picked no. it, and I certainly was rooting for it, but I, I sort of felt like my, my choice was not a slam dunk. It was not a lock. Uh, what was your take on Parasite winning the top prize? The SAG Best Acting Ensemble is the SAG Award equivalent of Best Picture. But in the last 24 years that they had a Best Acting Ensemble uh, category – only 11 times of the previous 24 years did the uh, uh, winner for Best Acting Ensemble go on to win Best Picture. So basically, it is a poor indicator of Best Picture, but it is still a big boom for Parasite. What do you and, think, and that, Jeff? That is exactly the way that I was going to read it, is that th- th- this is a myth that this is the equivalent <laughs> of Best Picture. It's not. It's not Best Picture. It's ah. Best Ensemble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that this is a runner-up prize. I think this is a thanks for playing. We really liked you this season, Parasite. Here's the SAG Award. You're not winning Best Picture. I think that's exactly what this is. See, I disagree. I don't think that that's what they're saying. I, I think that it's, it's more than just a runner-up prize. I think that this is showing a tremendous amount of support for Parasite. Now, keep in mind, 1917, which was the film that won two, the top two Golden Globes, uh, Best Picture and Best Director, and also won the Best Picture at the PGA Awards, which were the night before. Now, uh, interesting that both 1917 and Parasite are Oscar frontrunners and won these two top prizes without having acting nominations at the Oscars. But uh, also, 1917 was not nominated for anything at the SAG Awards. So let's say 1917 was nominated for Best Acting Ensemble. Would Parasite have beat that? We'll never know. The point is that Parasite did win. I think it is more than just a, a thank you for playing. I think it uh, says that there is a tremendous amount of support for Parasite in the community and the fact that the uh, that the the acting branch of the academy is the biggest branch of the academy does bode well in the favor of parasite to actually take best picture you don't think that the fact that none of these individual performers factored into sag like th- that's why they won this award because there was nothing else to give anyone a- anything you know like I do think that could be the truth to some extent because we do talk about it all the time. When there's double nominations in a single category or across the board, sometimes your thought process might be, well, if I'm giving it to this movie in this category, I'll give it to this movie in another. That definitely could be a very human response to voting for something like this. But I don't think it is not an indicator that – Parasite's chances have been upped for Best Picture, and I don't think it just comes down to this. I think this is a factor, but I also do think that the groundswell of support for this movie is palpable throughout the entire community. You know, you could look at something like Joker, which is more of a divisive movie, and then you could look at something like Parasite, which I think has had an overwhelmingly positive response, and that can boost it to the top. My pick for Best Picture is still 1917, because I think the PGA win is the bigger indicator that it's got the better chance, but because of all that support for Parasite, if 1917 goes up for my Best Picture top choice, then my top choice for Best Director then becomes Bong Joon-ho. Okay, first of all, hold on to the thought, Perry, where you said how voters might say, well, I'm going to vote for this movie in this category, and I'm going to give another film this win in the other category, because that is going to play in our conversation for the rest of this mm-hmm. show when we really get into the nine Best Picture nominees. But as you mentioned, so 1917, winner of the Producers Guild Award, a very much, I agree, a bigger indicator of Best Picture, but still not a perfect track record. 21 out of the 30 prior years in which the PGA Awards and the Academy Awards were both presented, 21 out of those 30 times, the winner of the PGA Award went on to win the uh, Best Picture at the Academy Awards. There was one year, there was a tie, so that that does factor into this decision too. Uh, I don't think that the PGA win for 1917 was a surprise. Uh, What do you think about that, Jeff? PGA win for 1917. Um, I don't think it was necessarily a surprise either. Mm -hmm. Uh, but again, I'm not someone who puts a lot of faith in, in those kinds of, in the precursors. I think that the Academy is its own beast. Yep. Voting for a PGA award or SAG award or DGA award, whatever it may be, is just a different thing than filling out an Oscar ballot. 
Um, and sometimes, you know, the, the films and people win these Guild Awards, you know, as a way to honor them without having to give them the big one a week or two later. Okay, but the other thing that, that bodes well into what you're saying, Perry, about how this PGA is a better indicator for 1917 is this. The Producers Guild Best Picture is voted for the same way that the Oscar or best picture is voted a preferential for with ballot. this preferential ballot. Right. The other tw- the other twenty three uh, categories that the Academy Awards do not have a preferential ballot. It's winner take all. Okay, but the best picture and the and the uh, PGA win are voted for the same way. The difference is obviously that the Academy is made up of different people than the PGA. Mm-hmm. But I still agree with you. I'm still rooting for Parasite here. But I think that that 1917 is the biggest threat now. And I think that in some ways. I don't know. What do you think about the theory that maybe uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is uh, sort of like losing some steam here? Even though it did win the top prize at the Critics' Choice, they're not a guild. I definitely think it's losing some steam here Mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily the screenplay category, but elsewhere, yeah. And I think, Hmm. you know, you brought it up earlier where I think you said, you phrased it, it's not a perfect indicator for what's... I mean, nothing's a perfect indicator. And what this comes down to is, you know, how much weight you're going to put into each of these guilds. And I I don't know. I, for one, don't see any perfect indicators, obviously. But every single thing, you have to add it up and you have to kind of give an educated guess based on it. So when they're winning guild awards, that does work in one of these movies' favors, whether you're talking about a certain fraction of these folks voting in the Academy or you're talking about stage time and more clout going into the actual voting for the Oscars. The problem with these Guild Wars and putting too much stock in them is that you don't know what's coming in second place. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> right? never like, thinking, you, I never even think about that. You don't that. know what's coming just, oh, so close. Right. And there, there could be one movie that is coming in second place in all of these things that you would have no idea that there's this huge support base for bubbling under the surface. Right, right. Which is why. Which is why. <laughs> my best picture prediction is, like, I, like, I, it's basically what I've said all season. I have no idea what's going to win. I have a good idea what's not going to win. Oh, yeah. But I have That's no idea what the, he- what the heck is going to win. It's a really tricky year. I think something crazy is going to happen. Hmm. Something Ooh. completely unforeseen. Ooh. And I think this year's best picture winner is going to start with a J.O., whether it's Joker or Jojo Rabbit. I, I think one of those movies is going to come out of nowhere and surprise everybody at, on the last award. Oh, well, wow. Well, listen, for Joker, Joker, we'll get into this. You know, the most nominated film, 11, 11 nominations. Mm-hmm. Can't discount that. And uh, Jojo Rabbit is a beloved film. I mean, I know we all loved it. It you got especially. all the Guild nominations. The yeah. DGA, the PGA, the WGA, it got, and, and SAG, it got them all. Which and I don't know how many movies, other movies can say that. Well, it didn't get Best Director. Didn't uh, get a DGA? It, 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 oh, yeah, it no. did. Uh, right. Oh, no. Taika got Best he Director. Did, right. He the didn't DGA, get it at the Academy. It didn't get at the Academy. But one other uh, award show that happened over the weekend that is, is definitely a, a crucial win for both of these movies is the Ace Eddie Awards. This is the American Cinema Editors Awards. Best editing for drama went to Parasite. Best editing for comedy went to Jojo Rabbit. And in 11 of the last 15 years, the best edited dramatic feature category went on to win the editing Oscar. Last year, it went to John Ottman for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Just a, a quick thoughts on the ace eddies, Perry. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, this is yet another thing that works in Parasite's favor in mm-hmm. my mind. But I was pleasantly surprised to see Jojo Rabbit win. And I was also pleasantly surprised by your comment right now because my mind immediately went to Joker when you were finishing that sentence but the fact that you included Jojo as a possible upset in Best Picture I mean that would make my night if that happened yeah <laughs> I just think- you know isn't it exciting like that that once again because I think this happened last year with the sort of t- the tug of war between Roma and Green Book. That once again, the last award at the Academy Awards is the one that hangs in the balance. All the acting, you know, it's going to be a short thing for those, you know. I mean, screenplay, you know, we kind of figure we got those down too. But but best picture, it could go to like one of four or five different movies here. But uh, we'll get into that in a second. But first, so we want to once again thank our partner at Arclight Cinemas. They have been so great. 
great in helping us set up these Collider FYC screenings where after the screening at their Hollywood, the flagship theater, we get to moderate Q&As with the filmmakers and the actors. And uh, so far this season, we've done, I think, 13, 13 movies followed by Q&As. And uh, just about three days after Parasite, made Oscar history with six Oscar nominations. And that was just the day after Bong Joon-ho surprisingly won Best Director or tied for Best Director at the uh, Critics' Choice Awards, along with Sam Mendes for 1917. I got to moderate a Q&A at the Arclight in Hollywood with director, writer, producer Bong Joon-ho and actor Son Kang-ho and interpreter Sharon Choi. Check it out. This movie, the success of this film, the uh, the awards the nominations uh obviously and the uh the, the worldwide box office success what why do you think this film has really broken barriers and crossed over I think it's a unique power of cinema to let people overcome um, these language barriers and communicate and sympathize with one another. I'm so grateful for the audience members who really proved that to us, and I'm very honored. What's your take? So I visited the U.S., France, and Japan when the film was released in these countries, and often people told me that this story is very strange in the best way, and that it was so difficult to predict, um, and I think a lot of people really enjoyed the absurd and eerie parts of these, uh, this story. Wow. Check out the full Q&A for Parasite right now on Collider Video. Also up right now on Collider Video is our Q&A with us, moderated by the amazing Perinormal Activity. And it was with Jordan Peele and... Jordan Peele. And Jordan Peele. Yeah, not Jordan actually Peele us. And Jordan Peele, right. Yeah, us. It wasn't uh, us. But... Also, also right now on uh, Collider Video, check out our Q&A for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, looks like uh, the, the best moment of the Q&A was cut out, but it's still a really, really good Q&A. Once again, thanks to our partners at Arclight Cinemas for being just a huge, huge champion of Collider FYC for this season, which is going to be wrapping up in just three weeks. The Oscars are on February 9th, and we are really, really, we are now at mile 20, Perry. That is... I'm having terrible flashbacks to how I felt at mile 20, but I feel really good right now. Right, right, right. You're you're getting your your third wind here. So right now, right now, the amazing Perry Nemiroff, the mighty Jeff Snyder, we are going to go through all nine Best Picture nominees. And we are going to give arguments for why this film will win Best Picture and arguments against it, why it will not win Best Picture. We're just going to go in alphabetical order, starting with a number movie Hmm. that is 1917. This movie is nominated for 10 Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Director, Original Screenplay, and Score. The movie costs $90 million. So far, its domestic gross is about $82 million, $144 million worldwide. Rotten Tomatoes, the score is 89%. All right, Perry, why will 1917 win the Oscar for Best Picture? You gave me one of the easiest arguments. I feel like I have to look at my list because there's so many reasons why everything is pointing to this. So we obviously have the PGA award win, which is a big deal. I think uh, one of the stats you brought up was for more years, but like eight out of the last 10, I think went to uh, the PGA winner. Mm -hmm. So that's working in its favor. Overperforming at the box office, big time. Mm -hmm. It's doing Mm -hmm. very, very well right now. It's got a total of 10 Oscar nominations, which is only second behind Joker. On top of that, you could factor in some some statistics as far as other categories go. Like uh, it's hard to win in best picture 
without a Best Editing nomination, but it just so happens that the last movie to do that was Birdman, which was a movie that was done in a similar style to 1917. So I actually think that that's one thing that could work against it that is in re- realistically it's working in its favor. And then another thing to throw in here is the fact that it doesn't have any acting nominations, which right. we spoke about before. But even though statistically that is the case and it makes it tougher to win Best Picture, it has been done before. Examples are, you know, Slumdog Millionaire, for example. Right. So right. everything that one could consider something working against 1917, you can also find the argument on the opposite. So I think there's so many things here that are saying 1917 is one of our front Okay, runners. why won't 1917 win Best Picture, Jeff? It just doesn't make you feel. It doesn't hit you emotionally the way that a truly great war movie does. It uh, it, it is a lot like Gravity in that sense, um, where it, the spectacle is front and center, but there's something lost when you're when you're not having all those edits because editing is what really con- is, conveys emotion. Um, and I think that yeah, that's going to be a blockage for some voters. Well, he, here's the thing: so you have this movie that is. It is a technical marvel because of the way it's seemingly done in one take. It is it is an editing marvel, yet it was not nominated for editing. And a similar film, or a, so not that it's similar in its story, but the way it was shot, it won Best Picture already for 2014, and that was Birdman over Boyhood. I was team Boyhood, but I did love Birdman. But also in its favor here, I mean, it, it did win the top two Golden Globes for Best Picture and Best Director. Uh, I actually do agree, Jeff, that, that as much as I love 1917, I, I saw three times and I was consumed by the way it was shot. It is a technical marvel, but not an emotional one. It didn't leave me feeling like Private Ryan did. You know, or even the Thin Red Line, which came out the same year as Private Ryan. It has been 11 years since a war movie won Best Picture, the last one being 2009's The Hurt Locker. And again, there's something about the fact that this movie, everyone's talking about the editing or, or the lack thereof in, 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 a, in a good way, and yet it wasn't nominated for editing. So let's move on. Next, alphabetically, is Ford versus Ferrari cost $97 million to make. Gross, domestic gross for this movie. This is amazing. $133 million. Big, big film. Worldwide, it's $216 million. 92% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Four nominations. Picture, editing, sound editing, sound mixing. Jeff, why will Ford Ferrari win Best Picture? Because <laughs> it's a... It's a just a great kind of old-fashioned Hollywood entertainment. It was a big hit. There is a, an emotional human element to it. Uh, yeah, that's why it will win. Uh-oh. Uh- <laughs> you were taking it so seriously, and I was so impressed for a hot second. And then you had to give that look at the Yeah, end. that look, you blew it. <laughs> I yeah, why I, won't I got win? the easier argument on this one. I do think it's very deserving of this Best Picture nomination, but I think its uh, its chances to win are long gone at this point. Four Oscar nominations is a lot, but I think this one has its best chance in the technical categories, maybe in the two sound categories, and probably not even in editing at this point. But mm-hmm. Best Picture is not going to happen. It is a true cinematic crowd pleaser, but when you look at the competition here, it doesn't stand a chance. You know, I, I love this movie. I've been singing the praises for this film ever since we saw it at Telluride. I I didn't know anything about cars, and I and I was uh, completely consumed by the film. I emotionally, it did hit me. the uh, The racing scenes for someone who's not into cars, I thought were very visceral, kept me on the edge of my seat. But you're talking. One above-the-line nomination, and that's for Best Picture. Nothing for directing, no screenplay, no acting. That could be a problem. I think it will be a problem. Now, you could argue that because this movie is such a crowd-pleaser, and it is a beloved hit. Everyone loves the film. It Obviously, the critics like it 92%, but it was a word-of-mouth hit. And uh, it could be sort of, uh, uh, sort of a surprise and could be like Green Book where the Academy votes for something that's a crowd pleaser, but no, no, I'm not, I'm not going there. Uh, there just isn't enough buzz for this movie. Uh, I'm happy that it won, uh, that it got nominated for Best Picture, just so I could get 20 bucks from you. Uh, otherwise, I think we can move on to the next film, which is The Irishman. Irishman <laughs> cost $159 million. Rotten Tomatoes score, 96%. Total domestic gross at the box office... 
No idea because uh, it is on Netflix. All right, Perry, uh, 10 uh. nominations, 10 nominations here, including picture, director, adapted screenplay, and two for supporting actor. Perry Nemiroff, why will the Irishman win Best Picture? I'll make my stinky face up top. Uh, <laughs> ten, 10 nominations. I believe it was nominated in, in all the guilds, even though it didn't get a win. You know, it's a... It's a Martin Scorsese movie with Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. So I guess all of that combined, it maybe puts it in the top five as far as most likely to win. Okay, Jeff, why won't The Irishman win Best Picture? Because it's a Netflix movie and Martin Scorsese had all the resources in the world and it's three and a half hours and women won't vote for it. Well, okay, so I think the fact... Is that, that is that, call me out on that. Uh, it's okay. I because I I understand where that thought is is coming from, and if I'm you know taking my gender into account when voting, there's there's certain other things that maybe I would put my vote behind. But there you go. I don't know. I'm also just speaking as as an individual here, and whenever I vote for anything, that's not the that's not I mean, what listen, dictates my it's vote an ever. Blanket statement. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a gendered comment. Uh, obviously, there will be some women who vote for the Irishman, but I don't think that enough women will vote for it where it'll have enough support to win. I think it's more of just. There's not going to be enough people voting for this one, period. I've been saying this all along. I was super high on it when it first premiered at New York Film Festival, and I've only seen its chances diminish yeah. from from that point forward. And I think right now we have hit a point where, you know, it's kind of coming true. It's going to be one of those movies that gets a whole lot of nominations and next to no wins. Oh, uh, I think it's going to get a whole, it has a whole lot of nominations, but realistically, what is it going to win? What is it going to win? Right, visual effects? Dream. You know, I mean, the Irishman winning visual effects. I mean, it could happen. It was nominated. But that, think about it. Like, what are the categories that the Irishman will absolutely win? I wouldn't be surprised if this walked away with no wins. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it. And I do love the film. It's Scorsese at, at the top of his game. I mean, I, I, I didn't mind the three and a half hour running time. And I did watch it on Netflix. And I did watch it over the course of two nights. I... Uh, that, that's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's what Netflix is there for. You can do that with Netflix. I, I mean, don't there's something wrong condone with it, that. Come on. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't condone that. I think you should watch a movie in one sitting, and I think you should watch a movie on the big screen. And I do think that the Netflix factor, uh, uh, or the anti-Netflix factor, could be a problem because there are still Academy members who just will not go for a Netflix movie as a best picture win and uh, scorsese the academy loves scorsese he is the most nominated living director with five, with nine nine nominations for director but the uh he they also just kind of sort of love him because he only has one win as a director did you want to say something yeah one other tell as for its lack of a chance to win in Best Picture and maybe any of the other categories is the fact that Robert De Niro did not get a nomination. That's true. But I just feel like it. that that is quite the indicator there. I just want to call myself out because I, I have said in the past that the Netflix effect is, is also a myth. And I think it is. I didn't mean to use it in, in my argument. I think that if Netflix had the goods, if this was a masterpiece, in my opinion, it could win. It's not. It's, it wasn't even close. So. All right, let's move on to uh, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Cost $14 million. Domestic gross is $24 million. Worldwide gross is $44 million. Rotten Tomatoes score is 80%. Surprise, I thought it'd be higher than that. Six nominations, including picture, best adapted screenplay, supporting actress. All right, Perry, mm. why will Jojo Rabbit win the Oscar I for best really, picture? I really, really adore this movie, and I really would be thrilled if what you had said earlier, Jeff Wine, ends up being the case and this surprises some of the bigger contenders or the more likely contenders and it takes the win but you know we've got another movie that's represented in most if not all of the guilds on top of that it had the editing win there's more and more working in Jojo Rabbit's favor as we inch closer to the actual night of the ceremony but I also think what might push this up in the preferential uh, ballot system is the fact that it is. It's it's an enjoyable crowd pleaser with a re with its heart firmly in the right place. A great message, and this is not easy material to adapt. And this just has Taika Waititi's stamp all over it in the best way possible. I found this to be so so effective. Really touched me, and I think that might be the case with a lot of voters. All right, Jeff. Why won't 
Jojo Rabbit win the Oscar for Best Picture? Because it's divisive and some people don't get it. <laughs> I agree. Uh, that, that's really all you can say. That really is all you can say. I mean, also that, that Taika Waititi was not nominated for Best Director, but that didn't stop Green Book from winning the Best Picture last year yeah. after Pete Farrelly was not nominated for Director. It still won Best Picture. So Jojo Rabbit, it won the People's Choice Award at the Toronto Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Big indicator of support. The Academy does love movies about the Holocaust. Hello, Life is Beautiful and Schindler's List. Uh, Taika Waititi was nominated for Best uh, Director at the Director's Guild. And... Searchlight Pictures, that is now called, no longer Fox Searchlight, (laughs) Searchlight Pictures does know how to handle an Academy Award campaign over a 10-year period. Four movies that won the Oscar for Best Picture went to Searchlight Pictures. Uh, Let's see, that was Slumdog Millionaire, uh, 12 Years a Slave, uh, Birdman, and uh, Shape of Water. Water. Very, very good. All right. Uh, I I, I love Jojo Rabbit and... uh, I do love how this movie just represents such a seamless shift in tones. It's a, uh, a satire. It's a comedy, but it is serious, very serious when it needs to be. Moving on to the other movie with the mm-hmm. Joe in its title. This one is Joker. Cost $60 million to make. Domestic gross, $334 million. Worldwide gross, $1 billion. That's $1 billion plus billion dollars worldwide one billion 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 no one billion dollars worldwide rotten tomatoes score this is interesting is 69 percent on rotten tomatoes which makes it the lowest rotten tomatoes score of the nine best picture nominees 11 nominations again most nominated film picture director actor adapted screenplay among them jeff why will joker win the oscar for best picture because it is the movie that is most closely aligned with 2019 attitudes for better or worse. Okay, that's why it resonated with so many people and made a billion dollars. Um, I think if the campaign has really been flawless, I think it's going to win multiple Oscars, whether it's Joaquin Phoenix and an original score, maybe something else. But like once it, Joe, once it cleared that hurdle of are people going to take this movie seriously as a potential Best Picture nominee or as an Oscar contender to see get the most nominations, to see people are going to be checking Joker on at least two categories, most likely. I think that's enough to, to, to push it over here. Okay, Perry, why won't Joker win the Oscar for Best Picture? For the record, I do think there's a lot working in Joker's favor, but I think the one big thing that could kind of take it out of consideration for a Best Picture win is the divisive nature of the movie. Again, I have to bring back the preferential ballot. That is something, and I, it, you know, it's probably reflected in that Rotten Tomatoes score that you just brought up. Mm-hmm. There were a whole bunch of people out there who absolutely loved it, but then there were a whole bunch of people who felt strongly the opposite absolutely. way about it. And with this voting system, that could take away your chance to win. Okay, now, now, first of all, the, the fact that Joaquin Phoenix has been winning every award that he's been nominated for, as for, for Joker, uh, a lot of people could look at him, at his win, as a win for the film. But it is the most nominated film. Todd Phillips, you know, for, for the last uh, couple months that we were doing FYC, we weren't really mentioning Todd Phillips mm-hmm. as an absolute lock for a nomination for Best Director, but he was, in fact, nominated. He made the cut. It is the second year in a row that a comic book-based movie was nominated for Best Picture. Of course, last year was uh, Black Panther. It won the Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival, and it is a big fat friggin hit and that did not hurt big fat friggin hits like titanic and return of the king and uh the academy loves joker after heath ledger won the oscar for supporting actor for playing joker in the dark knight here we have joaquin phoenix he is going to win best actor for playing his version of the same role in this movie i think that is awesome but there was, uh, and all that talk about the controversy, it was going to incite violence. None of it happened, at least not as of this taping. Um, but I do think that after this, there is a whole lot in the favor of Joker to be nominated or to win, to win the Oscar 
for Best Picture. Moving on to Little Women, cost forty million dollars. Domestic gross is eighty-seven million. That's really good. Worldwide gross one hundred and thirty-one million worldwide. Rotten Tomatoes score is ninety-five percent. Six nominations, including picture, adapted screenplay, actress, and supporting actress. Perry. Nemiroff, Perinormal Activity. Why will Little Women win the Academy Award? You don't know how badly I picture. wish I could make this argument do more it. more wholeheartedly than I'm about to do it. Do it. Let's hear it. I think that this is another one where, where good vibes and a wonderful message could kind of push it up compared to some other things, but... There's a lot of competition right now. Maybe <laughs> maybe this movie could wind up getting more support because of the outrage with Greta Gerwig and all women, for that matter, being knocked out of the Best Director category. But realistically, I think a lot of the Little Women support might go to the screenplay category and give it a real shot there. As far as Best Picture goes, I don't think you can count anything out because you never know what could happen, especially with a movie and it's such a successful adaptation like this. But, yeah, all right. I, I think it's an outlier right now. Jeff, why won't Little Women win the Oscar for Best Picture? I mean, it didn't, you know, Greta Gerwig did not get a director nomination. It signaled that people were maybe kind of on the fence with this movie. It's been done many times before. Uh, I know this is a, a new kind of fresh adaptation, but I think it, you know, it, it may get penalized for that unfairly or not, kind of like A Star is Born last year. I still, well, I still think that, that that particular argument is actually going to work in its favor more so than anything because it is just so abundantly clear that it's not just a rehash. And I was telling you guys, I finally read the book. And I, when you read the book and then rewatch the movie, look at what she did with that. Right. It's like she stayed true to the pillars of what made everybody drawn to that book to begin with, but then also put her own fresh spin on it and brought out new qualities in those characters that – you know, many of which were not highlighted in the source material before. That is the sign of a great adaptation, and that's the sign of something worthy of Best Picture tonight. And that is a sign of a little women that is the little women for a whole generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the movie has been done so many times, uh, theatrically at least six or seven. And the last time a, a film called Little Women was nominated for Best Picture was actually for 1933, and it didn't win. That went to Calvacade that year. That won Best Picture and Best Director. Uh, but I do agree with you, Perry, that because Greta Gerwig was snubbed for Best Director and the movie didn't get uh, any SAG or DGA nominations at all, I think that voters might might really get behind Greta as a producer for Best Picture to uh, to really, you know, the more people could get behind it and support it mm-hmm. in that way. And as far as the screenplay being her best chance to win, she did win the Critics' Choice Award for Best Adapted Screenplay, and that was a, a very nice surprise, but but also a surprise. Uh, Little Women is, a, I mean, I agree with you. I think it, it is, a, it's for everyone, and it's for a whole generation, and I think it'll stand the test of time probably better than the other versions. Moving on. To Marriage Story. Marriage Story costs $16 million to make. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score is 95%. Total worldwide gross for Marriage Story, I don't know, because it's on Netflix and there are no box office numbers. Jeff, okay, this movie was nominated for six Academy Awards, including picture, original screenplay, actor, actress, and supporting actress. A lot of above-the-line nominations here. Why will... Marriage Story win the Academy Award for Best Picture. Because it'll have the support of the actors within the Academy. Uh, the fact that it has three acting nominations. Um, I, it was just a, like a, a feast of dialogue. And the, I think that the writers respect this movie. I think everybody respects it. And they're... Um, I mean... <laughs> you know, I, I think everybody's been there in this town. Everybody's been through a divorce practically, so well, they yeah. may be able to relate to it better than some of the other films. True that. Uh, Perry, why won't Marriage Story win the Academy Award for Best Picture? Because respect for a movie doesn't translate to enthusiasm mm-hmm. to see it to win and to see it through to a win. And I think we're kind of seeing that in the first few weeks of the year where, yes, it is getting nominated in all the predicted categories, but it isn't actually walking away with any awards. And I think that's going to be the case. I, I have a feeling that Netflix is going to be in that boat big time where yeah. they're rolling in so many people into so many categories and they're going to walk away largely empty-handed. Well, you know, this was definitely the year that Netflix came to party. They showed up with at least four absolute 
I would say masterpiece movies, but a couple of them are, but definitely just as good as anything done by any studio. Dolmite is my name, The Two Popes, uh, Marriage Story, and The Irishman. And, uh, you know, as long as there's no anti-Netflix factor, which there still could be, but Marriage Story, uh, it, it is a film that people are comparing to Kramer versus Kramer in terms of its depiction of divorce. And that movie, Kramer versus Kramer, did win Best Picture and Best Director for 1979. So even back then, the Academy had a thing for movies that covered this ground and i do think you're right uh, a lot of people will relate to this uh it is a raw emotional film but it's also uh it does have a tremendous amount of support for above the line nominations and laura dern has been winning every award that she's been nominated for um but, oh i do have to backtrack laura dern is the only yeah the yeah. only thing running away with the uh, actual yeah, wins yeah. and movie. that could be why it won't win best picture because laura dern is is running away with everything and Noah Baumbach was not nominated for best mm-hmm. director and uh, uh, no nomination from the DGA either. All right, moving on to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood cost $95 million to make. Total domestic gross is $141 million domestic. Uh, worldwide gross, $373 million worldwide. Rotten Tomatoes score is 85%. Ten nominations here, including picture, director, original screenplay, actor, and supporting actor. Paranormal Activity, why will Once Upon a Time in Hollywood win the Oscar for Best Picture? I clearly can't alphabet because I was like really gearing up to, to speak on behalf of Parasite. And then you're like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> I don't have as good of an argument for this one, but, you know, 10 uh, Oscar nominations is definitely something of great value here. And this is one of those ones where I think it's just been getting the right support and it's had a very, very successful campaign all throughout award season that's working in its favor. Uh, Obviously, Brad Pitt is already finding great success in his category. And I think that the love we're seeing across the board for this is going to push it into the top five as far as most likely to win Best Picture then, admittedly, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the sport's been diminishing. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, Jeff, why won't Once Upon a Time dot, dot, dot in Hollywood win the Oscar for Best Picture? It's just been losing steam. I, I just don't think that this represents Quentin's best work, and they're not going to give it to him for anything less, even though you know he is retiring after this next film. Um, I don't know. It just... I just didn't get the vibe from it. I think that people had problems with the ending and, uh, you know, the the nomination may be the reward for that one. Okay, well, it did win the Critics' Choice Award for Best Picture, but it lost Best Acting Ensemble at the SAG Awards and it lost Best Picture at the Producers Guild Awards. Now, it won three Golden Globes, and this is interesting. It won the same three Golden Globes that Green Book won last year, and Green Book did go on to win the Oscar for Best Picture. Mm. Interesting stat. The Academy does love movies about Hollywood. These movies won Best Picture, Argo, The Artist, and for about 90 seconds, La La Land. Um, And Quentin Tarantino, the Academy loves QT. He won the Academy Award twice for screenplay. One shared with Roger Avery for Pulp Fiction. The other one for Django Unchained. The problem is... Academy doesn't love him that much because even though three of his films were nominated for Best Picture, none of them won. So, uh, and I, I think that maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I would say it was one of three or four movies that you know are neck and neck. Maybe now not so much after these losses at the PGA and the SAG Awards, but you never know. And because Tarantino has not yet won an Oscar for Best Picture, this could be his year, especially since he's saying he's only doing one more movie after this. All right, that brings us to Parasite. Cost twelve. Sorry, cost twelve million dollars to make. Domestic gross is twenty-eight million dollars. Worldwide gross for Parasite, ladies and gentlemen, a hundred and forty million dollars worldwide. Six nominations here. Best Picture, Best Director, Original Screenplay, and Editing among them. Jeff, sorry, Perry. Jeff, why will Parasite win the Academy Award for Best Picture? Because, like I sort of predicted at the start of the season, there's going to be pushback to last year's Green Book win. And Parasite, 
a win for Parasite is, represents a win for diversity, for inclusion. It sort of speaks towards the Academy's entire movement uh, to, to get more international members. The world. It's a win uh, for the world. Right. The, 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 exactly. The world is watching, and, and it, it shows that the Academy represents uh, awards global cinema. It's not just the best of Hollywood. It's the best in global cinema, and um, I think people really like this movie. There is a lot of support for it. I thought it was very good. Again, didn't love the ending, but oh, I loved it. I, I think a lot of people really came away impressed, especially with its exploration of, of class and, and you know those kinds of themes. Okay, Perry, why Walt? And Walt. Okay, no, Paris, no, no. I'm okay. I'm okay with picture. playing this game because okay, I do, do have one reason why it's not going to win Best Picture, but it's also a reason that speaks to its very good chances at the Academy Awards. Oh, I see. What I you think mean. the way it's going to shake okay. out is 1917 is going to take Best Picture, and Bong Joon Ho is going to take Best Director, and the mentality will be we will give it to Bong in that category, but not overall, and that is why. Okay, well. Don't forget, Parasite is also going to win. Talk about a lock for best international feature. Yeah. It's going to, and you know, going back to the argument you made at the very top of this conversation, voters could say, "Well, I'm going to vote for, I'm going to vote for Parasite in international feature, and I am going to vote for director Bong Joon Ho for best director, and and I'll give 1917 best mm-hmm. picture." That could happen, but I still think that because of just the global unity that that the support of this film represents, that Parasite is the one i think that is the one that is what i'm i'm sort of putting my uh uh money <laughs> whatever what little of it i have behind parasite uh because look it it won the palme d'or at the Cannes film festival not that that's like a a ringing endorsement for best picture because i don't think correct me if i'm wrong and i'm sure someone online will correct me in youtube but the last time a movie that won the palme d'or for best picture that did go on to win the Oscar for Best Picture, I believe was Marty from 1954. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not. I'm not going to hold myself to it because I'm just talking. To the top As a of my matter of fact, I will correct you, Scott. Uh, it was. <laughs> was it? Oh, no you don't know. Okay, no someone, someone on YouTube, no make sure it does double check my fact here that Marty was the last time that a movie won the Palme d'Or and Best Picture. Just check me out. Uh, but also, it is a freaking masterpiece. It is a movie that is broken down cultural barriers it is a movie that is a crossover hit 28 million dollar domestic rose for a, an international feature it is a message it has something to say there are no villains here your loyalties change uh i love the ending it is nominated in key categories that support a best picture win the surprise win at the sag awards was and 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 people are are you know they the, the polls are not closed mm-hmm. so that surprise win could sort of stir voters to vote for for Best Picture. Hang on, hang on. It did win also a surprise directing win at the Critics' Choice Awards. It was a tie. Bang Joon-ho shared it with Sam Mendes for 1917. But still, I mean, it made SAG history and Academy Awards history, especially for being the first South Korean film to be nominated for Best Picture and Best International Feature. Uh, I think, Perry, your scenario is very likely that director Bang Joon-ho wins for director and 1917 mm-hmm. wins for Best Picture. Uh, the only sort of downbeat thing here is the ending. It's not uh, an uplifting ending, but I still thought it was a powerful ending one that resonated and one that was true to the film. Uh, And that's it. Uh, What else you got? I just need to throw in my real opinion, and it's much more so in the will win line. At this point, my top two are 1917 and Parasite. And when I tell you that I've been changing which one is number one on a daily basis, that is the truth of the matter. I'm on Gold Derby constantly just flip-flopping back and forth between the two. But one of the things that has really taken me, and it was at the Critics' Choice Awards, it's been at some of the Guild uh, screenings that I've attended, is you could really feel the support for this movie in the air. I mean, you just look at how excited fellow voters are to celebrate Bong and his cast when you're at these events, and that right there is what translates to votes for something to win, and I think we might see that come to fruition. Here's the other thing. Watching the SAG Awards, when when they showed the the, uh, uh, best picture, when when the people took the stage, when the cast members took the stage at the SAG Awards to introduce their nominated film for Best Acting Ensemble. They got a standing ovation. There is tremendous support for this film. And then, of course, it won the top prize. So I think that there could be uh, that sort of pushback 
what you said about the academy, uh, you know, not being thrilled with the turnout from Green Book, and they they vote for something really out there and and a worldwide hit movie that that unit. Is unifying the world. I mean, there's the, the, the success of this movie and the, the look of joy on the faces. You know, there's that photo that was on uh, social media of all the cast members from Parasite holding their awards with these big smiles. I mean, that joy is infectious. Mm-hmm. I know something about infectious joy. Anyway, um, so, so that's it. Those are the nine Best Picture nominations. So, oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, you know, you're all going to have your opinions on what we thought about why these movies will win, why they won't win. So, please... Comment ball. You look like you got something well, to say. Well, because you made me wait. I want to throw in my one big curveball. Oh, go. Let's see. So speaking of excitement in a theater, Uh-oh. the other night I attended a guild screening of Knives Out, and I was in the lobby, and I could hear people cheering. for. I don't just mean, you know, like casual clapping at the end. I mean going nuts. And when Ryan Johnson came out for that Q&A, they were on their feet, the entire room, packed house. I think of all the upsets we're going to see on Oscar night, it could be in the best original screenplay category, and Ryan Johnson could walk away with an Oscar. Okay, that that could happen. That's my big hot take for the day. All right, that's that's a good hot take. (laughs) So make sure you comment below and keep the comments to our arguments on the show. That would be really appreciative. And make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Movie Mance. This one's at P Nemiroff. That guy is at the In Snyder. And make sure you tag Collider FYC. Let us know what you think of our arguments for today's show. Once again, a big shout out and a big thank you to our partner at Arclight Cinemas. This has just been just such an amazing experience to have Arclight Cinemas partner with us on season two of Collider FYC. We got, let's see, we got three more episodes to go after this. The next episode that we are taping will be from the Sundance Film Festival. And I tend to not shave when I'm at Sundance, so you might have a problem ter- sh- uh, telling me apart from Jeff Snyder because uh, I do not shave at Sundance. So check out our next show from the Sundance okay. Film Festival, you know. And, uh, it's a also, time-honored tradition. <laughs> time-honored tradition. I do not shave at Sundance. And make sure, you make, make sure you share this video. Make sure you share our audio, our podcast version, and retweet. Do whatever you can to spread the word about Collider FYC. And until next time... FY, see you later. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify.